every once in a while people are like, I want to work with, I, I want to specialize in divorces. I'm like, great. Have you been divorced? No, you, that's not really for you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Totally. You can't create content. You can't, can't create marketing. You can't create resonance without mm -hmm. a personal story. Yeah. And you don't actually understand what those people are going through. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Level Up. Today, I am here with somebody that I think a lot of us already know, but I'm so excited to speak with her, and that is Jess Lenouvel. Uh, Jess is the founder of The Listings Lab. She is a podcaster, speaker, coach, mentor, all of the things, and I just love her approach to how to build your business in real estate. I follow along with a lot of the content you put out. So many people um, so, so, say so many great things about you. So thank you for being on today. I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So um, I... I reached out originally uh, to talk a little bit about um, listing tiers, packages, that kind of thing. So I figured we can start with that sure. um, and then maybe see where the conversation goes. So maybe if you want to start talking a little bit, explain what those are for us, because a lot of people in the group weren't too sure. So let's let's okay. start with that. Yeah, the way that I think about, I, especially from I, everything that I do is always from like a bit of like a marketing angle. So yeah. from the marketing side of things, I think that we're kind of past this idea, especially on the buyer side, that everyone is just kind of standard across the board charging the same thing. We're mm -hmm. seeing the lawsuits that are happening in the States. Like there's a lot of stuff that is coming and is going to be in Canada and going to change in Canada in the next year or two. It's just, it's the way that things are going. And if you think about it, the way that I've always looked at it is the standard commission model in real estate doesn't actually truly make sense mm -hmm. because there are agents who are literally providing like Chanel level service. And then there are also agents who are providing Walmart level service mm -hmm. and everyone's being paid the same thing. Yeah. And I think that the idea of and to a certain extent, like, I don't think that it's necessarily wrong to think of it as price fixing because mm -hmm. it like this, that, that idea of like standardized commissions in today's day and age doesn't make sense. Yeah. So I think that when we're thinking about, okay, what is my actual service package? And so when I'm, before I even talk about tiered pricing and before I even talk about having layers or levels of service, I think it's really important to talk about having a signature system or a signature service package oh, that, that from a marketing standpoint, we're not just selling ourselves anymore, right? Because ultimately, if you sell yourself, your business is, no, is two things. It's not scalable mm -hmm. and it's much harder to market. Yeah. And so the element of having a proven system or having a proven service that gets your clients ultimately where they want to be, it makes handoff of leads easier. It makes, it just, it makes every part of your business a lot more functional. Mm -hmm. So I think that every other business, every other industry has a product or a service. And in real estate, we don't do that. Yeah. We just, and, and so then what ends up happening is the general public truly believes that every agent just does the same thing. And then it doesn't matter if they use their cousin who just yeah. got their license three weeks ago, or 
you know, like, like the idea of excellence in the industry is lost in a lot of ways, simply because of the way that we market. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. So when you're going into a listing presentation, for example, so from a seller side, those tiers, mm -hmm. how, how can you best present those or how, how do you start by creating something that you can bring to a, a consumer? So I really, I I'm also, again, from a marketing standpoint, um, always starting with who are the clients? Yeah. So what demographic do they fit into? Have you done the market research to figure out, you know, on trends, what are their pains, problems, fears, and desires? I think that the, I think the idea of a listing presentation is very old school. Mm, yeah. I think that, you know, a lot of this is, is bound in like sales conversations now. And, um, you may know nothing about these people going in and therefore your sales skills have to be very high. Your language skills have to be very high in order to ask the right questions to get the answers that you need in order to tailor on the fly what that signature system is going to look like for them mm -hmm. and how it's going to, and, and really what, because I think that what ends up happening is agents go in and they talk at someone for 45 minutes and then they're like, oh, I didn't get it. Well, how many, you know, the, the best salespeople in the world ask 72 questions. And so did you ask all of the right questions? Did you tailor what you were quote unquote selling them? to their actual pains, problems, fears, and desires. Right. Yes. And, and I think all of it really just, again, it doesn't matter if you're selling a scarf or you're selling services, all basic sales is current situation, desired situation. And you have to know what those two things are on a very deep level. And, and I think that traditionally up until let's say 2021, it's been very easy to sell real estate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that the skills that are going to be needed to really succeed at a high level moving forward are going to, I wouldn't say change, but the skills are going to have to be worked on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And this is one of them. So with that being said, the idea of the tiered system is, okay, well, you have to have an idea of what the standardized system or the standardized I would say standard, we call them signature systems or core service packages, yeah. um, what that looks like for each niche or each, okay. Okay. like each target demographic. Yeah. So let's say that you're, you're going in and you're talking to young professionals who are looking to grow wealth through real estate. What are their pains? What are their current, what's their current situation? What are the things that are, that are going to you know, what are their end goals? What are the things that are going to be sexy to them during during the conversation? What are the things that they're are going to be drawn to? And do you have things already like formalized or built out in your service package to allow them to do that? And that's really why I think, you know, gone are the days where just a, you know, walk through, declutter, bring in a stager, throw it on MLS, maybe do some really bad boosted Facebook stuff like that's not going to cut it anymore yeah yeah right yeah. there's too many options yeah yeah well that's it yeah and so when you're looking at doing this that's a great first step is identifying the different niches understanding you know on, and on general perspective obviously there might be some pivoting involved once you meet with that person because they might require different things now are you bringing 
you know, obviously people like to feel and, and see the types of ideas that you're thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have all of those options or examples of that? Well, that you, you're I mean, you'll know, you'll know what demographic kind of person you're meeting with yeah. beforehand. Mm-hmm. So you come kind of armed with what you need, but I'm, I also, you know, I'm a really big believer that if you have a signature system or a signature, you know, core service that yeah. that guide and that piece of marketing is given beforehand. Okay. Because I, th- I also think yeah. that people make it so it all, and it depends on where this person came from. Did they come through a long-term nurture sequence in which they have built that no like, and trust? Did they come from a referral and a referral? I mean, to be perfectly honest, I don't actually think referral quality business is the highest quality business Yeah. because I mean, someone said, okay, great. I worked with Sarah and you should yeah. work with Sarah. But you know, at the same time, if they, they haven't built that no like, and trust yet, they don't know you. They don't feel like they know you. Um, what you want is to walk in the door and have someone like hug you and say, yeah. I've been following yeah. you for three months. Like, I feel, I feel like I know you, this, this, you probably get this all the time. Sorry if this is creepy. Um, you know, <laughs> how are your how's kids? Your, yeah. How are your kids? How's your dog? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like stuff mm-hmm. like that. It, you uh, want the imbalance to actually be like the, the power imbalance to be in your favor. Whereas yes. like traditionally what it's been is it's been on the seller's side. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, all of this, and it's hard to like kind of just pinpoint and take a slice out of something when everything, you know, the, the, in my opinion, the success of all of this comes from how well that person has been taken through a psychological journey from stranger to client. Mm-hmm. But once you actually get in the room and you're actually face to face, you want them to have had a certain level of education already. And if they're, let's say, uh, like a referral, you want to have sent some marketing material and some something in advance. Right. Because so often what happens is people give themselves 45 minutes to build trust, sell the process, sell the solution, go through the entire pro like the, the entire process of what things are going to look like and get paperwork signed. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to do in 45 minutes. That's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so I mean, a lot of the time, what we're also looking for is we're looking for that person to essentially be sold by the time you get there anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That makes it so much easier. And the conversation is just so much more natural because you're not feeling like you have to sell yourself. So you're right. And it's such a good point that, you know, the marketing is also a component, the pre-marketing or the, you know, how much they know you ahead of time is so important and how much we got a, a comment or a question on Facebook, how much of this is publicized to potential clients? Is this something that, you know, you go on your website, like Regent's website, for example, and they see the tiered packages? Yes. They, okay. well, they, well, and, and I wouldn't necessarily put pricing on okay. a website. Yeah. But what I would do is have, you know, to have the layers built in there. I, to be perfectly honest, I think agent websites are not necessarily where we should be driving traffic. Yes. Um, yes, I don't think that people convert off of websites anymore. Yeah. And it always like pains me when I see, when I talk to an agent that's like, Oh, I just spent $10,000 on my website. Mm. I'm like, okay. Um, because I think that's, I mean, again, it's very old school and I, and it's, it's funny for me to use the words old school. Cause I'm, you know, Especially when you call it's a website still, an old it's school. It's still online, but <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. 10 years ago, would we have said like websites are old school? But yes, they they kind of are now mm. um, because we're not driving traffic there because people don't convert there. 
Yeah. And so we're, we're trying to, again, keep attention and keep people, you know, engaging and moving forward where it's very difficult Mm -hmm. to do, especially the way that Apple has changed things in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So in terms of like us being able to track. So because of that, um, you know, a lot of it has, is going to be done through like individual marketing materials. And so, you know, let's say that somebody, yes, has that conversation with you or, you know, reaches out through social media bios, through, you know, different ways that people can get in touch with you through email campaigns and email nurture campaigns and all of that. um, People should be provided high value marketing material along the way. Mm -hmm. And these guides are one of those things. Like for me, my listings lab guide, it's, it's exactly the same concept. My listings lab guide is literally the entry point into my funnel. Mm. Yeah. And so when people come into the Facebook group, the first question that I get that I ask is, have you read the guide? Right. It is literally the basis for everything that happens here. Hmm. And so it kind of is the same thing with a guide for an agent. We have some, we've got tons of agents in Toronto who will send the guide in advance of a listing presentation and we'll get a phone call that says, Hey, I've read through this. No one else sent anything like this. We're ready to go. Hmm. That's what like you, want. you don't end up having to sit down and go through and go through everything. Yeah. Um, and then also when someone comes to you, there's no commission haggling. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very different dynamic. So the way that I always look at this is like three tiers. Everyone will end up in the middle. Yeah. Psychologically. <laughs> you will get the odd yeah, person you know, who does yeah. take the highest tier. Okay. Right. But yeah. again, we're price anchoring. Nobody yeah. wants to necessarily take the cheapest option. If they do, that's fine. Yeah. But, um, you know, we've been teaching this for years and we have agents who are charging six, seven, eight percent hmm. on a listing and have been for the last five years. Right. Right. But I think it's going to become even more common with everything that's happening in the States and everything that's kind of coming down the pipeline. So you, we are going to have to, on the buyer side, act it, like on the listing side is going to be one thing in terms of like, it's pretty easy to standardize listing packages. Yeah. On the buying side, however, we are going to have to be able to justify certain things because there are no matter where, no matter what, how much we try as an industry, there will be people who just want the business and will undercut. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially when it stops being standardized. We've been seeing this in certain demographics and certain areas for years. The 1% list, including staging. I don't know how these people are making any money. Right. I don't know either. Yeah. So, so again, um, it, it, it's one of those things that like, we are going to have to, what's the word essentially like validate what we're asking to be paid. Right. And, and I think that that's good. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, on the buy side, it's interesting because I think we're still in the infancy of yes. that conversation in Canada, at least. Yeah. Like I know a lot of us are listening to the, the uh, all the issues in the States and now that's come to Canada. Where do you see buyer commissions going? Do you see it becoming more of a, of a, of a cost that buyers are going to take on themselves? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I mean, which, I mean, if you think about it, kind of makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. And that our industry has I mean, kind technically of buyers have been it. paying for it the whole time. But we say it's free though to work but with it's us. Really not. I know. <laughs> right. And yeah. so, you know, you know, I think that I think that it, we've been using it as like a yeah. marketing tool for so long that I think some agents actually start to believe it. Yeah. 
and, so. and, yeah. and realistically, if you look at like, you know, you, you look at your statements when you buy a house, like you're paying yeah. for it. Yeah. So, yeah. so I, I really think that it's, it's something that is a good thing for the industry because the people who don't do a great job mm-hmm. are really going to lose a lot of business. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And the people who are here doing a, doing a great job, thinking of this as a business, treating their business like a business, those are the people who are going to be able to adapt and adopt mm-hmm. yeah. and really kind of grab up market share moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there's two sets of agents and I don't mean to be a doomsdayer, but I think there's two types of agents that are really going to have to kind of step it up. Yeah. Um, one side is the technologically not inclined. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and it's not something that you can just hire out. There's a certain level of technology and proficiency that you are going to have to have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I may look younger than I am, but like, I didn't grow up with a phone in my hand. No. Yeah. Me neither. When I got my license, I thought my big gray pager was like one of the coolest things <laughs> ever. So, <Yeah. laughs> you know, I think that like, that's one side of it. The other side is going to be people who have been in the business or who get in the business with this false sense, which has been for years uh, that real mm-hmm. estate is easy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you know, and I think maybe it falls the, the the more technologically challenged individuals fall into this category more so, but it's also needing to adapt. And I think a lot of people are just so stuck in the ways it's always been. And it's like, but and they can't even fathom another way. And I think those individuals, and I think the industry as a whole is failing to listen to the consumer and what they want when it comes to their needs and and how they want the service. I I, I agree. Uh, I think that there's a tremendous amount of, I mean, a part of it, it starts with like market research and there's a lack of market research and there's a lack of really innovation in the industry. Yeah. And I think that the innovation part is going to be something that is going to be really, really important moving forward. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be in a situation where everybody's business looks the same anymore, or yeah. everybody's service packages look the same anymore. Um, I'm really excited about it because I've been teaching this for years yeah. in terms of like, how do you stand out? How do you create a unique value proposition? Well, you mm-hmm. do that through having a service package that caters specifically to the needs of the person that you're working with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think that there's a tremendous amount of opportunity. Yeah when it comes to technology, sorry. It's okay. Um, technology and I think I think what's happening right now is agents haven't yet made the mindset shift. So things like tech and things like AI are being used in a lazy way. Mm, yeah. As opposed to in an innovative way. Yeah. So instead of actually like, understanding who the target demographic is and 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 what the pains and problems and the things that are going to bring someone and attract someone to a certain property they're just throwing listing descriptions into chat gpt and we're seeing how bad they are yeah especially right? when they copy create or written by chat 100 percent, 100 percent. so we're seeing the lazy side of it yeah. right mm-hmm. now um but i i think that again what 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 the, all of this is doing is it's opening up this door 
to the people who are actually truly going to do this with excellence and who are going to use how to learn how to use these tools in a way to make what they do and what they know even better. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's great. And I think it's going to elevate the entire industry and it's going to elevate the way that people look at us. Yeah. Which is so important, which we need desperately. We We need that. Okay. So I'm thinking through the listing packages and it makes so much sense on the seller side, but I wonder if people have an, like, cause I'm trying to wrap my head around mm-hmm. the buyer side because mm-hmm. there's not mm-hmm. as much physical attributes or, or services like staging and photography and all the, all the things that we can offer. So how can, what, what can that look like on the buyer side of things? Let's say that the goal for this buyer is, you know, they're a first time investor. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the niche. First time investor looking to build wealth through real estate long-term. It could be uh, a, you know, complimentary plan to sit down with a wealth advisor that, you know, you create a plan as, as a team. It could be, you know, what does, what does this look like in terms of how much equity you should have in your first property by what date based on current rates, how much you'll be able to pull out and then reinvest into another property. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it looks like a whole, a whole plan where real estate is a piece of it, where you're, you know, you're buying board, you're, you know, you're also investing, you know, through REITs or through boring businesses in terms of like, you know, you know, like things yeah. like laundromats and, you know, self-storage and things like that, which is where I like to put my money. Mm. Right. I think that it, there's, there's so many different ways to look at this and how real estate fits into the big picture. Um, let's say that you're a first time buyer and truthfully you like this person that you're working with can't afford what they want. Mm-hmm. Right. So what does this look like in terms of like, what does the ladder look like to get them to where they, where they ultimately want to be? What does the education process look like? Um, and some of this is also going to be being able to the selling yourself is, is, is also going to include case studies, testimonials, mm. you know, things like that, that are yeah. going to give social proof to the fact that you have created these kinds of results in other people's lives. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I think that so many agents go in tooting their own horn, how much volume that they sell. And the person who you're sitting across from doesn't, doesn't care about that. They don't care about the awards that you've won. What they want to know is that you have specifically helped someone or like other people in their specific situation get to where they want to be and that those people were happy. Yeah. So from a buying standpoint, like, yes, every single person's package should, should look a little different. Um, I can give you an example. It's an American example, but I can give you an example. So we had someone go through the listings lab that was in New York, like Manhattan. And she only worked with really busy A-type women, like lawyers, accountants, people who were trying to make partner, very little time, but who were looking to buy essentially their first property, first condo, first whatever you want, the co-op, whatever you want to call it. So the problem that a lot of those people were running into is that at the time, stuff was moving really quickly. So by the time they actually, and and these are A-type women, remember. So like, mm-hmm. these are people who like want to see everything, don't trust anyone, like want to look at, at like the details of the everything. Details, yeah. And so by the time they actually made the time to go and see these properties, they were missing out on them. Mm. And so it was just this constant thing. And she was like, I have been working with some of these clients for six, eight months, because every time there's one that I think is perfect, they're not moving fast enough because mm. we have to look at 15 other play, other places. 
So what we did is we built a signature system to address it. Um, meeting one was your typical must-haves would be nices. Mm -hmm. But then we ranked them. And there, there was a ranking system that we like created like a little algorithm for. Oh, neat. And so every week, and we automated it through Airtable, every week the they would get, or however times a week that they wanted it, they would get a specific email that had a report. And it would rank the properties that were new on the market based on the must-haves and would-be-nices. Hmm. And then they had an agreement and it was in writing. Like they had an agreement yeah. that once a week or twice a week, they would look at the top three only. That's and awesome. they loved it. I Her bet. business has exploded. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Her her business has completely exploded and she's known for it. She owns that space now because the amount of referrals yeah. that she gets, she solved the problem. Yeah. Yeah. She cracked the code. That's, that's incredible. I mean, so I guess what, I, I mean, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but what I'm hearing is that at least from the, at the beginning, your signature system connects to the type of person you're looking it to always attract. Has to. It always has to, because you can't be all things to all people. You can't create. The generalist like, is, is over. Yeah, in real yeah estate. exactly. I'm here for all of your real estate needs. I can help you buy, sell, yeah. rent, and invest from here to Timbuktu. It's over. Shit. Yeah. Done. <laughs> yeah. You have to be niche down in order to break through the noise. There's too many agents. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're, you're, yeah, I, I know you, you preach that a lot and I totally agree with you. I'm just thinking of the individuals that are thinking, oh my God, like how many signature systems and, and processes no, no, no. can I create? You, you literally gotta create need like for one. your niche. Yes. You need yes. one. And, and yeah. honestly, I think that the more that you lean into that, the more opportunity there actually is. 100%. And I see this to people all the time. Let's say that I was like, I'm a business coach and I work with real estate agents and hair salons and any kind of business. Like if you're a, a lawyer or a CPA or you clean pools or I can help you, I wouldn't be here right now. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. probably, my business probably would have failed by now. Yeah. Yeah. No, you gotta, you gotta keep it specific and be very intentional about the messages that you're putting out. And the, and the attention and the, um, and the initial breakthrough, the noise is just literally like step one. Mm -hmm. And then absolutely everything that you do before and after that all leads down to this person feeling like, oh my gosh, this is the only person who I resonate with. Mm -hmm. understands me like really good marketing is being and I say this a lot is being able to articulate what's in the back of your ideal client's head better than they can yeah when you yeah. can do that they will automatically credit you with the solution mm -hmm. yeah and so 100%. it all comes back to yes the ultimate thing that you're selling and and this is also a differentiation that's really important real estate agents don't sell real estate they sell services mm -hmm. and then they consult on the sale of real estate yeah, yeah so, so it's really, really important to really nail the needs, the desires. Like most agents, I think right now with their marketing are only really speaking to the top 3% of the market who are already, who are ready to go like tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And the, the analogy that I like to use is like, that's like going on a dating website for married people. That 3% at the very yeah. top of your, of your available human beings that is people who already have agents. Yeah. The majority of them. 
And so, so much of the, like, I have no one in my pipeline. I don't know where my next deal is coming from. I'm so stressed in my business comes from not actually understanding how to bring in people who are problem aware and maybe right on the verge of like starting to look for a solution. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you say to those agents? Cause there's so many out there that struggle with identifying a niche or mm -hmm. bouncing from one to another. So who what's... are, who are you? What have you been through? <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Like I, some, and, and, and the things that drive me crazy, luxury is not a niche. Okay. Yeah. Luxury is people that have money. Mm. And only in real estate have we ever thought that it was reasonable to like advertise ourselves. It's like, I only work with people with money with rich people. Yeah. I only so work with true. rich people. Right. And so what we, what, what, whenever anybody says, I want to work in, in, you know, I'm in Florida or I'm in, in Toronto and I want to work only with these, with luxury properties. I'm like, great. Who's buying and selling those properties? Mm -hmm. Who are the people? It's who are the people? The people? Are yeah. they upsizing? Are they downsizing? Or, you know, who are they? Mm -hmm. And so from there, then we can identify what the actual niche is. I think also, you know, if you have, every once in a while, people are like, I want to work with, I, I want to specialize in divorces. I'm like, great. Have you been divorced? No, you, that's not really for you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Totally. You can't create content. You can't, can't create marketing. You can't create resonance without mm -hmm. a personal story. Yeah. And you don't actually understand what those people are going through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's and so, so true. you know, upsizing down. So let, let's like, like the, the typical upsizing, downsizing, first time buyers, first time investors, seasoned investors are two different niches. Mm -hmm. The service yeah. package that, and the messaging from a first time investor to a seasoned investor, very different. So true. Yeah. The needs are very different. Um, yeah. Any community, the LGBTQ plus community if you belong to that community, yeah. right? Like so true. How awkward would um, that be? Yeah, no, that's, that's... Do it. I mean, um, yeah. and I, and, and so sometimes too, people are like, oh, I want to work with, I want to work with downsizers or seniors, but I, you know, they're not on Facebook or mm. they're not on social media. Their kids are. Yeah. And those right? are the ones and that who's are ultimately at that point making this making the most of most of the decisions, their kids. Yeah. So I think that like the there's always there's these blockers in terms of how how we're actually thinking through who we want to actually work with and who we want to target. Mm -hmm. I had someone the other day in the States who was like, I think that I want to work with foreclosures. Like I think that's going to be the easiest. I'm like, mm -hmm. do you want to have an entire business full of people in the worst times of their lives? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty depressing. And it's very, and, and that's a legitimate question. And if the answer is yes, fine. Mm -hmm. But the other thing too, is it is also very difficult to long-term nurture foreclosures because six months ago, those people weren't planning to foreclose. Yeah. So how, how, how do you want this to look? How do you want your business to grow? Your repeating referral business won't change. Mm-hmm. You will always have that and that yeah. won't change. And you are not going to be turning people away from your repeat and referral business, but you have the, the ability to bring an entire new arm of business in. Yeah. That's so, such a good point. And what the, like what we're talking about, even just social media marketing with no, with no paid traffic, no paid marketing. Um, you know, the, if it's done well, your messaging is good. Your niche is good. Your signature system is, is nailed really down really well. The average person who really does this well is going to add somewhere between three and six deals a month. 
hmm. inbound from social media alone. Yeah. And so when people are like, oh, well, you know, I've been, I've been doing general messaging and posting just listed, just sold for the last year. And I got three deals from it. And I'm like, great. We're not having the same conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about three deals a year. Right. I'm talking about three deals a month. Yeah. So much more. So if you're looking to have three deals a year, continue doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. If you want to build out and exponentially grow your business through digital marketing, it's a, it's a different, it's a different process and you have to think like a marketer. Yeah, totally. What are your, like, do you have a, a few top social media posts that you absolutely hate? And then few that oh, you absolutely 100%. love? 100%. Also, if you, if you're watching this for the first time or you're listening to this for the first time, I'm an extremely direct person. So Amazing, please don't though. be offended yeah. by anything no, I say. No. no, I love it. Um, I love it. Um, yeah. So, um, I hate just listed, just little content. I think that it's showing people that you have business in order to have to get more business, which doesn't make sense. The way that you promote a listing and the way that you grow your business are very different. Social media isn't, doesn't, social media is a social network. Yeah. It's not a billboard. Yes. And so many agents are using it as a billboard and that's not what it's intended for. And that's why it's not working the way that you want it to work. Um, I think that there's other ways and other places that you promote listings. Um, So just listed, just sold under, you know, coming soon, under contract, like that kind of stuff. I hate it. Um, I think that it's the, oh, I'm so grateful to my clients that I just won this award. The humble brag drives me mental. I'm like, really? The diamond gold platinum award. (laughs) And so many brokerages are doing the disservice of like providing these like, like pre-designed tiles to people. And like, it's just, to me, it's cringy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What else? What else is the worst? <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I yeah. There's just, I, there's, just there's so. Just like, I would say like yeah. the majority of what an agent who doesn't know anything about social media posts or copies, because mm-hmm. so many agents are copying people who are doing it badly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and so um, and 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 it's and it's too bad because. Real estate's one of the only industries where you can get into the business and not have to learn anything about business and marketing. Mm, yeah, so true. They right, and and, the, yeah. and it's 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 unfortunate. Like when you get when you go through the licensing process. I mean, I know it's changed since I got licensed, but um, basically, all I learned was how not to get sued. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. Yeah. No, and there's no business building. There's no, no. Yeah, yeah. And if there was, I, I guarantee it would be super antiquated. Yeah, exactly. You probably <laughs> wouldn't even want to. You wouldn't even want to listen to it. Don't anyway. want to go there. Yeah. Yeah. But, but at the same time, like I said something on a training the other day and I think it really landed the millionaires in real estate, the people who make, who have seven figure businesses are not the best agents. Mm. They're the best marketers. Hmm. And I think that, is that fair? No. Yeah. Is that like, right? No. But it's the reality of like the world that we live in is that you don't have to be the best at what you do. Unfortunately, you have to be the best marketer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're both, no one can stop you. Yeah. A hundred percent. 
So you talk a lot about, I, I know you talk a lot about case studies um, yes. and, and I love those. What can you explain to people what those are and how you can put those out there for social media? Yeah. So the way that I, the reason I love case studies is case studies encompasses so much that makes good marketing. So the, the, the example that I always use is HGTV. Mm. right everyone at some point has gotten pulled into some hgtv show yeah. and it is an entire network of case studies what you're doing is you're living vicariously through the people that you're watching mm. um, when i moved from toronto to the bahamas i watched every bahamas life episode that i could find because <laughs> i was yeah. like literally what i was doing through through the process was if they can do it i can do it yeah right I'm actually really good friends with someone who was on season two, episode one of Bahamas Life. Ooh. Like she and I are like really, really tight now. Awesome. And it's so funny because the first time I met her, I was like, I know your voice. <laughs> and she was like, Bahamas Life. Oh. Um, but it's it's the same idea, right? It encompasses storytelling. Yeah. And it's talking about the journey that your client was taken on and your services and how they got, you got them from where they wanted to be to, yeah. from where they were to where they wanted to be and how you essentially were the guide and the bridge through the process without ever having to rely on the real estate agent humble brag. Yeah. Right. Without saying I'm so great because you're telling the story and the idea behind any marketing is to create resonance. Mm-hmm. And so what you're like, if you choose your case studies, well, someone reading it will say, oh my gosh, that's exactly where I am now. That's exactly, you, they feel like literally you're talking to them. Mm, yeah. And they're like, that's how I feel. That's what I'm thinking. That's what's going through my head right now. Um, oh my gosh. And then at the end of the post, you're, you're talking about where this person ended up and what their life looks like now. Mm -hmm. People don't move because it's fun. Yeah. Right. We move because there's something in our current situation that we want to change or we think that our lives will be better if we move, whether it's school district, whether it's number of bathrooms, whether it's, you know, your house is old and you want it, you, you're like, I'm, I'm over having to like constantly work on it and I want a new house. There's so many different reasons why people move, but that's what, again, why you have to have a niche. Otherwise, none of your case studies will resonate with anybody in your audience. Yeah. And so it's really important that you tell the story. You know, when I met Sam and Sam and Sally, mm -hmm. they were newly married and they, you know, didn't think that they could afford to to buy to buy a house. And, you know, for the first time in their lives, they had like a dual income, but interest rates had just gone up and this was these were their concerns. And but, you know, this is this is where they were and this is where they ultimately wanted to be. And this is how we got them there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how does that translate into social? Is it like a carousel post? Is it a written post, video, anything? You can do it in a lot of different ways. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, all, yes, the answer is yes to all of that. All of um, yeah. You can do it through a carousel. You can do it through a long form piece of written content. You can do it through a long form piece of written content and a video. Right. Okay. Okay. So the storytelling aspect is so important because people don't, oh, Okay, I remembered the other thing that I hate. Give it to us. It's the market research, like the market research infographics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the okay. arrows. Okay. I, that drives me mental. I'm like, this is literally just, here's the data for an entire geographic area that mm. has no micro markets in it. Right. It's not accurate for anybody who's looking for anything. Mm. 
Yeah. You probably didn't create it. Yeah. And there's no, the whole idea of showing up as an expert is being able to disseminate and also interpret information. Mm -hmm. And so the people who do market reports really well are people who answer the question through a video or through a post. Here's what this means for you. Yeah. And is, is they're breaking the data down into micro markets. I've seen posts like that more in the States, but like a micro market report. And I think that's brilliant because so, so it would be like a specific community in a bigger city like kind of thing. The greater Toronto area. Yeah. Here's, here's, yeah. here's the market for report for Treb. Yeah. That is relevant to no, no human being. No one, yeah, right? Because yeah. what's happening in Burlington is not the same that's of what the, yeah. the market is completely different than what's happening in Leslieville. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It doesn't make any sense. And so I think what ends up happening is it actually does damage because people are like, well, and, or it becomes noise and mm-hmm. people just scroll past it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, okay, we're, I want to respect your time. I just want to go back to one quick question on yes. the um the the packages tiers. Yes. In terms of commission, I know you said you're not, mm-hmm. you know, putting it out there, but is it just obviously you just have to have a firm understanding of, you know, this is what this type of package costs, this yeah, cost, I mean, cost I think, kind of thing. To be perfectly honest, I think that the that the general market right now is used to paying a certain amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I think we're for the at least for the next little while, we're still gonna end up kind of in there. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. It's not going to yeah. all of a sudden be half a point or 10 points. Right. Right. It's going to be, yeah. we're still going to end range. up in and around the same, the same area, but you know, you might have something that's one and a half. You might have something that's two and a half. You might have something that's three and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you, chances are, if you do, t- if you do that well and you seed them properly and you understand how to kind of explain and sell them, you're going to end up at the two and a half. half. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. No, that's just makes a little bit more sense. work on the front end. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it, I mean, to me, from a consumer standpoint, I mean, I'm a little bit jaded because I'm in the industry, but like if somebody, if an agent's coming in and presenting those versus an agent that just says, here's one option and this is what I do, like, who are you going to choose? Of course, you're going to choose the one that provides like, you know, all of these different options more, to you. Yeah. 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 And, and can explain it well. So 100%. And the more that they can explain and understand and create resonance with the person that they're talking to, people make decisions based on emotion mm, Yeah. first. So that emotional connection, it doesn't matter if you're half a point more than the this other guy who made, made that person feel small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can really create connection and the connection isn't just, oh, we both have dogs named Charlie. It's got to be like a lot more kind of in depth in terms of, wow, I really felt like that person listened to me. And yeah. I really felt like, like they really understood what I, why I was doing this and like what my goals were and things like that. Yeah. It, again, it comes down to treating them like people. People, 100%. not it's it's the relationships every lead has a heartbeat it doesn't yeah. matter like it doesn't matter you know cold lead hot lead referral it doesn't matter I, mm-hmm. I hate the word lead because yeah. it immediately people stop having faces yeah 100 percent. amazing it's so you. great to talk to you i we have so many hearts and claps and everything in the facebook group and i know everybody's going to enjoy we're gonna it's going to become our podcast episode in a couple weeks so make awesome. sure to listen again thank you again appreciate your time yeah and uh we'll chat soon sounds good all right thanks jess level up level up level up level up